Again, you can do this with a towel, but I happen to have this cute little tool. If you wouldn't mind coming over here. So what I do is now that it's ready, I'm just going to unplug it. And this little diverter, oh, well, it already came down by itself. Wow, how do you like that? That's how fast it came down. I don't know if you can get a close up inside, but you can see how it became this like dark, rich, beautiful color as if it had been sauteing for hours. So we'll just leave that there. And we'll come over to the stove because the water is almost boil and we're gonna make our base. So polenta is very similar to cornmeal, except it's much less finely ground. So it's not as mushy when you cook it. Like cornmeal, sometimes people eat cornmeal mush or grits, for example. So once this is cooked, it's, it's gonna create almost like a cornbread consistency for the base. And uh, like I said, this was available in my Raley's. It wasn't uh, some exotic grain like teff. Not that teff is all that exotic, especially if you live in Africa, but it's, it's very easily uh, findable and everything for sure is available on Amazon. So as soon as the water boils, I'm gonna be putting it into the pot and then using nonstick, uh, whatever this is called, because I don't wanna scratch my pot. And because I don't use oil and I don't wanna even use that nonstick spray or keep wasting parchment paper, you can get these beautiful nine by 13 inch pans at Bed Bath & Beyond and at Walmart and Amazon. And that's what I like to use for this. So my water is almost boiled. You can see the little bubbles. And then what I'm gonna do, polenta cooks very, very quickly. One of the quickest cooking grains, almost as fast, maybe faster than oats. So now I'm gonna pour in a little bit at a time and stir it. And this is gonna thicken quickly. Now, usually what I like to do is put in a little bit of Italian seasoning in this, but I noticed right before it was time to log on that I was out of Italian seasoning. So I'm not gonna put it in. Italian seasoning is basically a blend usually of basil, rosemary, oregano, thyme, sometimes marjoram. It's not gonna make a huge difference in the taste, but if I have it, I like to put it in. It makes little specks. And so I just kind of stir it around and it does thicken very, very quickly. And I'm gonna turn the heat down a little because I have gotten a polenta burn because once it starts, it can kind of pops out of it. So it's better not to rush it. Yeah, you, I, you can't feel this, but you, I can feel it as I'm moving it around the stirring mechanism. It's like getting thicker and thicker. And again, cooking doesn't have to be that difficult. The main thing is preparation and also practice. You know, cooking is, if you've never cooked, or you could hire somebody, you can get a, one of those wonderful vegan food delivery services, or you can just do what everybody does when they're trying to get to Carnegie Hall and practice. And it can be very fun and therapeutic. You can use your batch cooking time to do things like watch the, this conference, for example. I always listen to podcasts while I'm cooking, so it doesn't feel like it's such a chore. And I know that I'm doing the best thing for myself by making my own food because, you know, restaurant food's delicious, but it's generally not very healthy and it's very expensive. So this is almost done and the bubbles are starting now. So I'm turning it down even more because I don't want to get another nasty polenta burn. It's almost done. This did not take long at all. I don't even think this took five minutes. I think I wrote on the recipe, this should take 10 minutes or less, but really, I don't know if you can see how thick it's becoming. Just go another minute or so. And then basically we're just gonna pour it into the nine by 13 inch pan. Yep, okay. So I am going to turn it off now. It will keep thickening to get my gloves. 
So now I'm gonna pour it into my nine by 13 inch pan carefully. Space. If I had a third hand, it would be very convenient to get the last bit, but I don't. So we can go back to the main counter now. All right. So what I'm going to do. I've got my beautiful toppings here. I'm gonna pour my marinara into the toppings. And again, if you, had a, if you were gonna use jarred sauce, it's the same amount, three cups. And that's generally what most jars of marinara sauce are, three cups. It's amazing how thick this got so quickly. I'm gonna pour it in. You can freeze this sauce. I have done this by the way, and then I have it you know, just in my freezer, I do a lot of batch cooking and freezing it. Um, this recipe came to be because when I was living in Southern California, I taught at culinary schools. I've been teaching culinary schools for over 20 years now. I haven't been able to find one up here in Northern California. But some of the schools were like, you cannot use anything from a can or a, or a jar. Like you could use tomato paste, but you like they wouldn't let me use jarred sauce when I was doing the lasagna. I'm just gonna mix this up. And so I had to quickly learn how to make a marinara, but that would be ready in the time frame of the class, which was 90 minutes. You know, when you do it on the stove, it can take a lot longer. So I'm just stirring this up. It smells really good. I mean, you will put this right now over pasta or a potato. This is gonna be our last layer. And now that polenta, is, is, it's, it's pretty much almost firm now, almost like a cornbread, but it will thicken more as it cools. Now I'm going to pour, I don't know if you can get this, the pesto over the top. This was a recipe I created on one of the instructors in the McDougal program for cooking. And this, the program isn't for cooking, but I'm one of the cooking instructors. And now Dr. McDougal will be doing a panel today. And so I often create recipes that aren't in my book for his course. And this was one of them that I've been doing for a while that is popular. So we're just gonna get it all out. And then we're gonna smooth it over the top. Another thing I do like about the Blendtec, and again, I have no affiliation to blender companies, is that it's easier for me to get it out of the square shape than it is the round shape, and it doesn't seem to get stuck on the blade. So I, I end up wasting less of the content with this shape. So I'm going to get a special tool now. You don't have to have this. It's called an offset spatula. You can get it for about $7 on Amazon. It just it, because it's offset, it's just easier to spread than using a knife. So I'm just going to try to spread it all the way across the top. It's almost like, you know, it's like I'm frosting a cake, but it's amazing how this polenta is like, it's it firmed up so fast. You could almost cut it now, but we're going to bake this at 350 for 30 minutes. And I like it better the next day. I don't understand these people that don't like leftovers. 
because I always like them better than the first time. I think flavors, especially in soups and stews and chilies, get a, a chance to blend. So we'll just get that over the top. There we go. And now we get a, a slotted spoon. I'm going to add my topping. Beautiful. I love artichokes. I, I would say they're maybe my favorite vegetable. Well, maybe broccoli first, but they're so good. And if you have an instant pot, an eight quart, you can actually cook four large artichokes in about seven minutes. That's the other thing about the, the instant pot that's so great is you can cook things that take a long time in a short amount of time. So for example, oat oats, which is my favorite type of oat, more than steel cut or rolled or instant, that would take an hour on the stove. But if you do it in an instant pot, it can take five minutes. Corn on the cob, you can actually do in what they say zero minutes, which is less than one minute. So it's a really great way to do things that can take a long time quickly. So we're just gonna spread that over the top. And then after it's done, I always let it rest a little bit, just like a lasagna before cutting it into squares. I get at least 12 squares out of this. And then I let people embellish it with whatever they want. So for example, a lot of times I'll make these, what I call pepperoni mushrooms in the air fryer as a topping. Uh, I would put out black olives, something called faux Parmesan, which I could, which I could show you actually, um, I think I'll show you what it is. So I can't make it for you because I, I, you have to have a very dry blender because if you, if you blend things like grains or nuts in a blender that has even one drop of water, you'll get a pesto and not this powdery stuff. So basically what this is, and the recipe will be in the PDF if you just write us at helpatchefaj.com to send it to you. So what this is, is oats, nutritional yeast, and a little bit of salt-free seasoning. In my case, I use Benson's table tasting. The original version of this in my book on processed had nuts instead of oats and it was delicious, but very calorically dense. So I came up with a lower caloric version. I'm just gonna sprinkle this over the top and I'll also have this table side if people wanna add this, but this is just like having some Parmesan cheese. This is good if you have or pop popcorn. This is great on steamed vegetables, especially broccoli or cauliflower. It's also good on the red lentil chili or the red no lentil chili. So I'm just going to sprinkle that. I did not preheat my oven. I probably should have done that, but I'm using the Breville as my oven. So it takes a lot less time to preheat. And that should be enough. It smells really good too. And I'm just going to stick this in the oven and I'll be right back. You don't have to follow me there. Just Well, that's it. Okay, we got a Houston. So we have a problem. This doesn't fit in my Breville because of the size. So I will go to my regular oven, 
which I don't like to do because it heats up the whole house, but we don't have a choice. Okay, so that's 350 start. So we'll just wait for that to preheat.